Hi, everyone. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. I'm joined today by my good friend, Nick Hand. Hi, Nick. Hey. Thanks for being with me today. Uh, last week on the podcast, uh, we talked considerably about cancer. What is cancer? Well, cancer is a sickness. It's a disease. And the Bible tells us in John 10, 10, that the thief or the devil cometh not but for to steal and kill and destroy. Well, what does cancer do? Cancer comes to steal your health, comes to kill your cells. It comes to destroy your life. Cancer comes from Satan. It is not a gift from God. God does not put cancer on people. Satan is the one who is the author of sin and sickness and fear and doubt and things of that nature. And I, as an evangelist in the healing ministry, am called to pray against cancer. We had quite a healing time uh, last week on the podcast. And of course, we're receiving testimonies every week from all over the country and around the world, as a matter of fact. People healed by the power of God who've been uh, diagnosed with cancer. And if you've been diagnosed with cancer or you know someone who has, and most everyone knows someone around them, a friend, a family member, someone who's been diagnosed with cancer, then this podcast is for you today. And Nick, um, I know you and I were talking after last week's podcast. I know you had some some questions and things you wanted to ask yeah. concerning cancer, how to stand in faith uh, against cancer, what to do, how to how to use your faith. You want to just uh, yeah. turn loose on me? Of course. <laughs> of course. You, you know, cancer is one of those things in our society that can be um, really scary, I think, for people because it seems to be one of those sicknesses that well, how did you get it? Nobody really knows, you know? And at the same time, when you get it, it's usually accompanied with some sort of death sentence for the most part. Or, you know, if, if we don't figure this out, it's terminal. So it seems like when dealing with dealing with sickness as it, as it pertains to cancer, it can be escalated uh, even in the fear arena because it feels like a death sentence. What do you do for people that may be dealing with a cancer diagnosis and are overwhelmed with the fear. Even before you stand in faith, how do you deal with the fear? Well, first of all, you have to recognize where fear comes from. Fear is also from the devil. The Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. So we know fear does not come from God. It's not God given. But instead, he has given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And what you have to do and what I've learned how to do is, is say, no, devil, I'm not going to live in fear. And when cancer strikes, the big C word, as you said, that people think, well, it's terminal. My life yeah. is over. But that's not, that's not true. Mm -hmm. You can use your faith and believe God and you can expect miracles. And I've been seeing lots and lots of miracles concerning cancer. I, I was telling, telling uh, people last week on the podcast, I know several people we've been praying for specifically right here in the Tulsa area over the past few months that are now seeing the numbers go up instead of going down. Yeah. They're, it, it beginning, it's beginning to take hold. Yeah. But you've got to pray and believe. You've got to release your faith. You've got to expect a miracle and say, hey, I'm not going to allow this thing to defeat me. What, what, what would you say, or maybe just some tricks of the trade, what are some of the best ways to deal with that fear? Do you speak scripture? Do you say it of your mouth, no devil? Like, what is the best way or is a little bit of everything? How do you, how do you attack the fear? It's, it's a little bit to all, all of that. Uh, first of all, I take healing scriptures, every healing scripture that I can find, and I quote it, I say it, I speak it. It becomes words to me and, and words are so powerful. I say it and I say it and I say it. And also I stand against Satan by saying, Satan, no, I am God's property. I don't belong to you. My body belongs to, belongs to God. I don't, I'm not my own. The Bible says I was bought with a price. 
Christ was the shed blood of Jesus on Calvary. So, so Satan, you don't have any inherent right in my body. I bind you, I rebuke you, I curse you, and I command you to take your hands off of my life. And then I get with people who are of like faith. Yeah. And I have them go into agreement because the Bible says, if two shall agree, that's Matthew 18, if two shall agree on earth as concerning anything that they shall ask, including cancer, it shall be done by my Father in heaven. But I've got to get in agreement with God's word, and I need someone with me who will agree with what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And if and if you don't have that person, do you what ministry? Find, find somebody, and that's like the the abundant life prayer group. Exactly, right? like find well, somebody yes. to. Uh, whenever you call the abundant life prayer group, I, I promise you, our prayer partners are going to stand with you and agree with you in faith. And that's nine one eight four nine five seven 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 seven. Is it important to shut out the doubting voices? You have people that mean well that say, "Oh, you know, people people get afraid and they don't know how to deal with their fear." What do you do with those people? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you a story. <laughs> When my dad was diagnosed with tuberculosis when he was 17, he was given a death sentence. In 1935, he was 17. In 1935, when someone came down with tuberculosis, uh, they didn't get well. They didn't have any antibiotics. They didn't have medicines like they have today. They can fight tuberculosis. They gave them a mixture of raw eggs beaten up in milk. Now, that's okay if you want to make a cake, but it doesn't do much for tuberculosis. And my dad's pastor from the little church that they attended came in to my grandparents' home and prayed for my dad and said, Lord, if it be your will, heal this boy. When my grandmother heard that, she ran him out of the house <laughs> and said, if you can't pray yeah. a healing prayer for my boy, then don't pray at all. Yeah. She put him out of the house. And they found an evangelist by the name of George Muncie. And when he prayed for my dad, he didn't pray like that. He said, you foul tormenting tuberculosis. Mm. I command you in the name of Jesus, come out of this young man. And the power of God came into my dad's body and he was healed, proven by the doctors. Complete yeah. Three doctors had diagnosed him with full-blown tuberculosis. Within moments, the tuberculosis was completely gone. And it happened because someone took authority yeah. over it and understood the authority they had in Jesus' name. I know you just said it, but I'm going to ask you to say it again, because there are so many people that pray those types of prayers that if it be your will, especially when it comes to healing, it's almost like they're afraid that the healing may not happen. So they think if they say, if it be your will, it almost gives a way out that if it doesn't happen, that, okay, God is still in control. How should you pray? I know you just said it, but you got to say it again. How do you pray? You've got to pray with authority and you've got to believe it. You cannot have this if it be God's will mentality. That's that's not of God. That's someone trying to take the pressure off of themselves. Right. You know what? People like me who pray for the sick and see miracles had to learn years ago. We're not the healer. Right. We're not in charge. And and when we understand that, then then I'm free to pray for anything and take authority over it in the name of Jesus and expect my prayers to get through to God. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But but not not to say if it be your will, because he said, I wish above all things that you prosper yeah. and be in health. Yeah, you That's healing, know, you know even as your will. soul prospers. Right. So I know, it, know it's his greatest desire for me to be well. And for you as a listener today, he wants you to be well. It's not no if so, maybe so, I hope so. I know it's his will. And, and when you understand that it's not your responsibility to do the healing, mm-hmm. it's your responsibility to pray, right. then the pressure's off of you. Yeah. My, um, my uncle actually died of cancer when I was young. And when I talked to my cousin, one of the things that kind of 
was a challenge for him as a child is when his dad passed away, there were people in the church that he would hear them talking. Um, they didn't know he was listening, but they'd be talking behind his back and they'd say, you know, he must've had some hidden sin in his life. That's why he died of cancer. I know when people experience things like this, sometimes those thoughts creep in. What have I done to deserve this? Is this punishment? What do you, how do you deal with those types of things? Well, first of all, uh, God doesn't put sickness and disease on someone to punish them. Now, it's true. Sometimes people get involved in things that open doors. But uh, in in most of my experience, sickness comes against people because it's Satan's will for people to be destroyed. And the idea that, that God put this on someone to punish them or there must have been something wrong in their life is just ludicrous. And it reminds me of the story in the book of Acts when the Apostle Paul and 270-some-odd others were shipwrecked on the island of Malta. And uh, they were cold, they were wet, they were tired, they were hungry, they'd been out on on the water for days without anything to eat. And uh, uh, Paul began to gather sticks uh, to build a fire. And there was a snake, a poisonous snake in in the wood. And as he picked up the wood and got it near the fire, the snake, you know, moved, <laughs> moved and, and bit him in the, on the arm. It not only bit him, but it clung to him. And uh, uh, the people on the island said, well, he must have, he must have done something wrong. You know, uh, uh, he escaped the sea, but providence has found him, you know, and he's going to die because they knew that people bitten by a snake like that would die. There were no medicines, nothing they could do. They expected him to fall down and swell up and die. But the Bible says that Paul shook it off and felt no harm. And after a period of time when he didn't die, the people said, wow, this must be a man of God. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, it was a man of God. And you know, it's an interesting thing. Paul stayed on that island for three months Mm -hmm. before he was able to continue his journey on to Rome on another ship. The most Christianized country in the world today is that island of Malta. They still have a St. Paul's Day. They still have a St. Paul's Parade every year honoring the life and ministry. There are more Christians per capita in Malta than any other nation on earth because of that man's faith and because he shook that snake off and the people said, this must be a man of God. Sickness is not your friend and it's not punishment from God. Let that get through your mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. There's the scripture that says, don't grow weary in well-doing. I think with the journey of believing for healing with cancer, it can be tiring because it's a, it's a journey medically speaking. So for people that are going through chemo, people having to be retested, there's a, there's a process that they go through, even in working with doctors while they're believing for healing and blood counts up and down. Sometimes it's not a, a short journey. Sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a long road to walk. Don't grow weary in well-doing. What are some things that can help you not get tired in the faith journey? Well, I think you gave part of the answer. You have to do everything that you know to do. Mm. The Bible says, having done all to stand, then stand. I don't think you have a right to stand in faith unless you have done all that you know to do. Mm. That's why uh, I am very strong on joining prayer and medicine together. Yeah. Now, going back to the Apostle Paul again, if you continue to read in the book of Acts, you'll find on that island in Malta where Paul was praying for the sick and they were being healed. And Luke, the medical doctor who was a part of his team, 
was treating people and they were being cured. So you had prayer and medicine working together. Now, I know there are some Christians who want all doctors and no prayer. I know other Christians who want all prayer and no doctors. I think they're both wrong. Mm. I think we need to take advantage of everything that God has provided. And the example is Paul and Luke, the evangelist and the doctor working together. Yeah, right. I think there are different streams of healing that God uses. God works through doctors. God works through prayer. He works through diet. He works through climate. He works through exercise. He works through good health habits. He works through vitamins and supplements. Anything that's good comes from God. And Mm -hmm. we need to understand to take advantage of everything that God has. Right. So, what would, if something were to strike me and I would say, no, God, I'm not, I'm going to put one of your hands behind your back. This is the only way now that you can heal me. Right. That's ridiculous. Right. I want everything. And I, get, I always give the example to people. When I get a headache, which I free, sometimes do, uh, I, I pray. Mm-hmm. And then I take two Tylenol. Yeah. I don't really care which one works. I thank God for the person who prays. I thank God for the person who created the Tylenol. But I give the honor and the glory of the healing to God. Yeah. He's the source. Right. So not being, not being afraid to heed medical counsel and, and, and use modern medicine at the same time, I know you would say you have to listen to the voice of the Holy spirit, right? Because there's things that might not, you you have to listen to the inward voice to know what move to make and what not to make at the same time. Would you, would you say that? Absolutely. And I, I was thinking of a woman that I'm, I'm aware of Lindsay and I've been friends with her for years. And she got a bad diagnosis and she prayed and God showed her what type of treatment. Mm. And there are several different types of treatment available. Mm-hmm. She, she, the Lord showed her which type of treatment she was to take. Then in addition, she wanted healing prayer. Yeah, right, right, right. So she sought the Lord even in, in knowing which type of treatment she should take. Yeah. I know for me, sometimes in times of great stress, I don't feel like I'm always the best at, <laughs> at, at hearing necessarily the voice of God when things are well, chaotic. Well, especially when it's, when it's chaotic and you, and you got a, you got a, a problem facing you. Right. So how do you, how do you find peace in that midst of that chaos to be able to have an ear uh, to hear? That's when I, I, that's when I take hold of that scripture, be still yeah. and know that I am God, that God has not fallen off the throne. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And there's, there are times in my life when I have to say, no, I'm going to turn all this off all the negative off, all the negative reports. I'm going to get still with God and I'm going to look to him as the author and finisher of my faith. I don't know, God, how you're going to do this, but I'm releasing my faith for you to do it. And oftentimes I'll just say, God, I've released this to you. Now you got mail. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's so true. Uh, before I wrap up today, I always, first of all, thank you for letting me ask, ask you the tough, hard hitting questions because, <laughs> because I think that there's people out there that these are things that they're asking, that they're wondering. Um, before we go though, would you just lead us in a prayer? Father, yes, in the sir. authority of Jesus name, I pray now for everyone listening to this podcast. It doesn't matter what the attack of the devil is. It is an attack and you need to understand that. And uh, no matter what the attack is, Jesus' name is higher because God has given him a name, and we read that in Philippians. God has given Jesus a name which is above every name named in heaven and earth. And if that name, every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So right now, in Jesus' name, I come against this satanic attack. Now, it may be cancer. It may be your heart. maybe your blood pressure. maybe your blood sugar. It may be your vision. maybe your breathing. maybe your 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 ears. It may be your stomach. Uh, it may be your, your pelvis. It may be your, your bones. No matter what it is, Jesus' name is higher. 
And in Jesus' name, I come against this satanic attack of the devil. I curse it. I bind it right now in Jesus' name. And I pray for your healing. And I'm not coming out of this prayer of agreement until the miracle comes. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks so much for joining us today. If you need special prayer, call the Abundant Life Prayer Group at 918-495-7777. Online, richardroberts.org slash prayer. And don't forget the new Healing Network. If you have not yet downloaded the new Healing Network, which we started just a few weeks ago, then you need to go to the App Store online and download the Healing Network app. You can get seven-day-a-week, 24-hour-a-day Christian healing programming through our new Healing Network. And as a matter of fact, on Thursdays at noon Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Central Time, I'm doing a live 30-minute healing program. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing it this week, and I'm expecting it to be a blessing in many people's lives. Thank you for joining me today. We'll see you next time right here from the Expect a Miracle podcast. Bye-bye for now. We have just launched the Healing Network. It's all healing all the time. This new 24-hour network is your place for live healing prayer and anointed messages, as well as the classic and timeless sermons of Oral Roberts. And we have new original programs coming soon. Available online or on demand, just look for The Healing Network on your favorite app. For more information, go to richardroberts.org slash The Healing Network.